life. Get up and do something, man. Do something with your life. What the hell? This country's getting weak. Put your phone down, Dad. I got to send a fucking message. <laughs> the heck? I can't say shit to him. 27 years of my life was put into becoming the Olympic champion. When it didn't happen, it derailed me, and I made a lot of bad decisions. And the UFC was right around the corner. I was watching it on TV. I knew that's what I was going to do. I'm doing a celebrity boxing match October 14th, and I got, like, more haters than fans now, and they're just laughing at me, man. I needed help. I knew I was an alcoholic, but I wasn't ready. Until you're ready, nobody can get you to do it. There's only 5% of the people that check into rehab that make it. I'm one of the 5%. I'm proud of that. Kenzie and Mark Coleman, father, daughter, the first UFC heavyweight champ. Yes, sir. And an NCAA champion at the Ohio State University. Yes, that was that was the big one, man. Growing up, that was, that was the one that uh, you're not sure if you can really get there. Then, you know, uh, you know, winning states in high school was, was was big, but I was pretty sure I was going to be able to get that. But then, well, actually, I thought I was going to get three of them sons of bitches. But once I got to Ohio State, or I went to Miami, Ohio for three years, transferred to Ohio State, and uh, man, I'm I'm a I'm a senior in high in, in college, and I don't have none. I took fourth in the country, which put me on the map. I was at Miami, Ohio for three years, and nobody. Nobody knew who the hell Mark Coleman was still. And then I, I snuck in there and surprised everybody. Took fourth in the country. And then I'm coming back ranked number one in, in ranked number one my senior year. And uh, that's when I uh, I transferred to Ohio State. I redshirted a year. And then I wrestled 19, uh, 1987 national champion. What are you most proud of? The NCAA uh, championship or the first heavyweight championship in the UFC? Mm, just that's just two different things, you know. You, I, I'm growing up now. I'm a man. I'm 31 years old. I'm a man. So yeah, that was way more important. Uh, high school national champion. I found out it doesn't get you anything, bro. You know, even even then, I wrestling is the. It used to be the most discriminated, lowest sport on the totem pole. We got nothing except that that fake gold medal that they would give us. But we got nothing. We we slept four or five people in the same room. We drove fourth class all the time. Buses, we didn't get to fly. Uh, wrestling is the greatest sport in the world, bar none. It's what made me who I am today. That plus a lot of other things. But wrestling uh, made me stand tall and, and, and have no fear. But um, if you can't wrestle, you can't fight. So... Um, Wrestling made me, but uh, I would never won that UFC championship without the state high school championship or the national championship. So they all led up to the big one. You know what I mean? Everything was, for me, was always leading up to being the greatest in the world. And you can't do that. In the Olympics, I came in, uh, I took seventh. I choked. I took second in the world in 1991. And then in 92, uh, I had a bad day and lost to two guys I had beaten a year earlier. Ended up seventh. It derailed me. Um, I'm living on campus at Ohio State, and uh, 27 years of my life was put into becoming the Olympic champion. And uh, when it didn't happen, it derailed me, and I made a lot of bad decisions. Started, uh, I'm going to make up for lost time on uh, chasing the women and drinking and having fun and partying. But uh, 
uh, I'm right in the prime of my life. I'm 27 years old. I finally got to where I wanted to be as a kid physically. Uh, why not just keep wrestling and, and win the Worlds and come back and win the Olympics next time? Uh, I got derailed. Uh, learning experience. Um, uh, it took a long time to learn, but I, obviously I had a, a, a serious addiction problem. And uh, that's when it showed its true signs. So for about three years, I didn't do nothing except I did get in the weight room. I kept getting bigger and stronger, but I stayed away from the wrestling mats for three years, which was crazy. I still had a sponsor, and they told me I had to wrestle. 1995, they told me I had to wrestle or they're going to stop paying me, which is obviously. But uh, I, I flew out to... Arizona, I got, I got in this freestyle tournament, and I beat Kurt Angle in 1995 without any training at all. It's crazy as it sounds. This guy went on to win the world championships that year. I beat him, sent him home crying, and then he he did some some he did some thinking. I went back to Columbus and started partying again. I should have just trained, and, and the world trials were six months later. He went home. And whatever he did, he showed up six months later looking like Superman. And uh, I probably could have, I could have still handled him if I would have trained, but uh, uh, I didn't train. Uh, he made the world team, won the worlds, and then he went on to become the Olympic champion a year later because I still was struggling to get my focus back that I always had. But then the UFC was, uh, UFC was right around the corner. I was watching it on TV. I knew that's what I was going to do. I was just waiting for my chance, and uh, I got it in 1996. They uh, Somehow they figured out that Mark Coleman uh, might be perfect for this sport, and uh, I got an opportunity at UFC 10 in an eight-man tournament, and uh, I won three fights in one night. I beat Don Fry in the finals, and uh, that was a life changer. That was a life changer. And then my babies came. <laughs> Let's talk about the babies. Let's talk about... Uh well, Ken's, I appreciate you doing this, and uh, I know this is not normal for you, right, to get on camera, yeah. to talk in a mic, but what are some things that, that, as you reflect and hear his story, and as you guys have been, you know, really close, what seems like, at least on social media, the last couple of years in his process of- We live you know, together. Being, yeah, live together on top of the world. You, 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 uh, you know, we're rock bottom. You're abusing alcohol, and- here you are now, you've turned it around, but what's, what's that like for you? And what's that been like for you over the years? So my dad getting sober has definitely changed my life more than anything. It just has felt like the biggest weight off my shoulders. Um, it's the greatest gift I could ever ask for. When I saw him, I didn't get to see him for about three months when he was in rehab and I heard his voice down the hallway before I even got to see him. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can already tell he's not even the same person without even seeing his face. And when I saw him, I was like, this is finally working. I've never had hope before that he was going to be sober. And then that day I was like, this is actually going to work this time. And he's just dedicated his whole life to being sober and he does it for his kids. He does it for himself. And it's just made my life the best it could ever be. So yeah, I'm so proud of him and happy. What uh, what do you enjoy to do? Are you in the gym? Are you you beating up uh, girls? Are you doing the? No, you, I saw I don't. you try to ground and pound the the production team back here. I saw I saw 
You shot a double leg on the way in? No, I don't. I'm not in the gym. I. You're in the gym. I mean, I work out, but I'm not like a fighter. My dad wishes I was. She could have been. I could have been. I honestly think she was a national champion gymnast at 10 years of age. She looked like a little genetic freaking age. She was a clone of me, only... Uh, well, I, I was small. I had to. I earned my size over over twenty seven years. I was in the weight room for twenty seven years, but I, I started as a very little guy, skinny little guy, and uh, uh, she was uh, ten years old with with abs all over her stomach. National champion, level ten gymnast, and uh, everybody was accusing me of bullying her. Yeah, there was and, a rumor and, that I was on steroids. Yeah, like I'm giving her steroids. And I was bullying her. No, man. Yeah. She's just a genetic freak. She worked hard. Gymnastics is the second greatest sport in the world. Um, right there with wrestling. Um, she was putting in five hours a day, five days a week in, 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 in the, what, fifth grade? Fourth grade? Yeah, fifth grade. Third, fourth, fifth grade. Four hours leading up to now five days a week. There's no life at school. And she's she was just a badass. There was no wrestling for girls back then. Wrestling was a dead sport at the time. Or I think she would have been a, a she could have been an Olympic champion in wrestling for sure. And then walked her way right through the UFC welterweight title. Her and Amanda Nunez would have been beautiful. <laughs> but look at her fist. Show her your fist, there, girl. Oh my gosh! Look at that. Oh damn! It's a, oh yeah! It's bigger than it's bigger than mine. This cut, cut, chick, that, cut that piece out, all right? Cut that piece out. This chick fucking hits you, you're, you're in trouble. But she's just so strong, genetically yeah. gifted freak. Um, she can do whatever the hell she wants, really. I mean, what, do you, what are you doing now? I'm a teacher. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, a, yeah. Fight. that's a fight every day. Yeah. We're uh, here in Columbus? Oh, in Tangy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. How's, uh, how's that process been for you? It's good. What I do you teach? Early childhood elementary school. Okay. What, what was it like? What was that process like? Because we were just talking about, it. I'm from Mechanicsburg, Ohio, which is big on wrestling around St. Paris Graham uh, for the longest time, if not maybe even still today, the number one wrestling school mm. in the country. Well, yeah, in the, in the whole country, it is. There's nobody close. And right? so, yeah, I think there's a school tech. I had, Wait, I had Pennsylvania? Yeah, Pennsylvania and or Illinois. I can't remember. Yeah, I guess somebody gives them a handful. But, they, but all, I mean, look, at the last 50 years, if you're part of the Jordan crew, you're probably a very, very solid wrestler. They were not brilliant. The they oh. were brilliant how they did it when they ran camps. I went to some camp. I, I hated camps in high when I was uh, in high school, going to like a college camp in the summertime. I didn't go very often. I went to one and I was miserable. It was just so boring, so stupid, so worthless. But then the Jordans, they started throwing their camps together, and you better show up in shape or you will die. Yeah. And uh, basically, they teach, but then you fucking wrestle hard. Yeah. And if, you, if you're not ready, you, they, you don't even go there. I mean, they don't even have to advertise. They, they're full without even advertising. It's the, it's the people know. It's got to be the best camp in, in, in the country. Yeah, easily hands down. But what was that like for you as a kid growing up with, uh, you know, really a famous dad, a champion, you know, greatness is ex. That, that is, if you don't get the national championship, if you're not number one, you're essentially a failure, right? You're failing. Like greatness is expected in the household. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what everyone would think, but it was actually the total opposite. 
Like no, I'm, not the total opposite, honey. Come you on. You never put pressure on me. Bullshit. I was there every meet. I was there. You were there, but like there was actually so many kids she on my team. She was the most. She reminded me of myself. She was just so nervous for these gymnastics. You couldn't even talk to her. Yeah. It was crazy. We're driving to these meets and she's a little bitch in the back, man. Her poor sister Morgan took a lot of abuse and, uh, no, no, she was as intense as it gets, and we're going after the teammates. You know, we're trying to be the best in the gym, and it's a badass gym. Universal Gymnastics, UGI, they, they're they always loaded, and uh, there's some bad little girls in there. But, man, I, I loved it. I was just so fired up. But, man, it's like if you turn and talk, talk to somebody, there's a good chance you might miss this 10-second routine that you've been waiting on for an hour. You know what I mean? You got to pay attention because there's gymnasts all over the place. And, and you know, it's a four-hour deal, three-hour ordeal, yeah. but they only compete maybe for like four minutes. Right? Yeah, but anyways, I think I would put more pressure on myself than he did, but he was always so supportive. Well, of course you did. But he was always so supportive of me. Listen, I would have spanked you if you lost. <laughs> No, yeah. Can't do that these days. There was other parents no. that would get so intense and yeah, like it, it was they crazy. Would, kids would get in trouble, it but was, my dad was never like that. It was needed to gym this place because uh, all these moms are up there watching their kids and everybody's kids, the greatest, the greatest, yeah. this and that. And then uh, the, the poor coach at the gymnastic got all these ladies in their ears and they ain't got time for this, man. They don't have no time for this. They loved me because. I told him to whoop her. Are, are you thinking about being a coach one day in no. gymnastics? No. No. I kind of moved on from gymnastics. She, okay. She could. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God she quit like a, a freshman year in high school. Thank God she quit because yeah, there's I just got, nowhere to, in my opinion, way worse than wrestling. There's just nowhere to go. You go to college to be a gymnast. It's so cool. But it's so, so abusive on the body, man. It's it's yeah. so hard on the body. I'm, I'm glad she got out when she did because she has all kinds of injuries still from that. You know what I mean? Uh, what, like shoulders, hips, knees, ankles? Yeah. I So I peaked, like, way younger than everyone else. I was in, like like you said, like eighth grade. Everyone else was a senior in high school. And I just steroids, like, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mentally and physically got burnt out and just yeah. was done. I was feeding your raw liver. Moved on. Yeah, let's let's talk about the uh you're on the nine <laughs> ancestral diet nine from Liver ancestral King. Ancestral tenants, carnivore diet, living the nine ancestral tenants. Get hot, get cold, get some sun, get uncomfortable, what you eat, eat right. I wake up every morning, first thing I do is stick my head underneath the cold shower or I'll get all the way in for three, four minutes. Get That that just wakes me right up and then immediately I'm out the door, mm -hmm. let the dog out. We go for a hour walk and I mean I, I get to get, get I take the shoes off I get grounded mm -hmm. into the grass I'm big on that the, the 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 sun and the earth is so I have so much energy now at 58 uh, I'm literally putting in 12 hour days sometimes he has, he has energy I couldn't tell yeah you wouldn't think so <laughs> at all yeah I just <laughs> I get about six hours sleep at night but I get up every hour and go piss you know, but I get about six hours because I'm dead. By the time I lay down, my whole body's killing me. But then that six hours, I just recover and I wake up. I got like, uh, I got five hours in already today before we got here. So you're training for the, you have a, you're coming back. You got yeah, a fight. You're coming back for yeah, yeah. in October, I, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm coming back in everything. But right now, 
Right now, I'm, I'm doing a celebrity boxing match October 14th versus uh, Montel Griffin. It's going to be hard to hit that son of a bitch. He's 185 pounds. He's 54, but uh, I'm not worried about the age. Age is nothing to me, he, but he's older. Everybody. No, he's going to be lightning fast, and he's an Olympic. Uh, he beat Roy Jones Jr. He's going to have to stay away from me, though, because I will fucking stick a jab in his nose, and I, if, I, if I come with the right hand, he, he's going to have problems. He does not want to get hit by me, which it's going to be is there a one-minute round, so it's going to fly by so fast. Uh, um, he's going to have to... He's gonna to have to step in there to, to hit me. He's gonna to have to get close. So yeah, you know I mean, and there's, yeah, I think I'm gonna be fine. Everybody's terrified for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm dealing with all these Instagram. Oh my god, it's sickening, man. I got like more haters than fans now, and they're just laughing at me, man. They're, I, I post my videos, and and I'm not trying to look great in my videos. I'm not. I, I, I post my videos of me trying to be a boxer, and I'm dancing, and oh my god, you fat old man, turd, sit down, you turd. You look like you're in cement. You're so slow. Da 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 da. It's just crazy. Thousands of them. Yeah, I get on there and argue with some of them. Sometimes. Yeah, I told her to stop, though, man. Don't give them no time, but. Oh my God! It's like all oh, the everybody out there is a coward, yeah, wussy. Everybody, not not my fans. My fans see the, my progress is unbelievable, and 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 but these people they just will refuse to change their mind. So they're sitting at home hoping that October fourteenth, this guy kills me so they can laugh at me. Fuck you, <laughs> you fucking pussies. <laughs> Fucking um, cowards. Get alive. Get up and do something, man. Do something with your life. Sit at home, play your video games. What the hell? This country's getting weak. My opinion. Okay. Hey. Don't you agree? I agree. Yeah, well, he agrees. She don't. Yeah, it's easy to type on a phone, but I don't know if you ever went to a gym and got cracked in the jaw, but I got hit one time from that, and I said, <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I'll that's, hang out. That's my big goal is uh, I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to being in a good enough shape to go a five-minute round with him. What, and what? and that, that's that's what I really, really want to do, be able to be able to go with Sproul, give him some good work in the spar, and maybe too good because I can still take him down. I got 50 pounds on him. You think he's going to come back? Did you see that last UFC card, Derek Lewis coming out with the flying yeah, yeah. knee, dude, took dude, the record? Is Matt yeah, coming yeah. back to get that, that record? Oh, Matt's, Matt, Matt has no retirement in plans for – he talks about it once in a while, but I see Matt, you know, he, he, his body is amazing. He gets better and better. The only thing holding him back is a, 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 a back injury that's been around there for 10 years now. Because of that back injury, he that's the only thing that keeps him training – 12 hours a day and, and you know, but he, he, we manage it. We work around it. We got to be careful that we don't flare it up because that yeah. sets you way back. But this guy gets better. He's so sneaky. He's so tricky and he always hits hard, mm -hmm. but it's all about the setup. I've been watching Matt Brown for like a hawk for four years and I, I watch him today and now I'm watching visualizing me smile with him. <laughs> It's crazy, though. I don't know if we can do it because we both got the biggest eagles in the world. We'll fucking kill each other, man. Yeah, you guys got the the smallest egos in the world, too. That's what I respect about the gym is, like, just the level of respect of going in there going, I would absolutely punch that dude in the jaw if I was 14 shots of tequila deep in short north. And then you start 
damn, this guy whooped my ass. That's what's scary about the gym. And that's when I immediately go, well, I'm going to Matt, to Matt Brown, I'm all about respect, but Matt Brown is all about professional businessman, run a good business and, and, and respect. But I'm telling you, the res it, it just changes when somebody, like, say, for example, I hit him with a hard jab, the respect is gone. He's coming back hard with me. So you, you hit each other as hard as they hit you, and eventually it's all the way out, and it, it's very dangerous. But we can light spar, but my worry with me and Brown is, Somebody going to hit a little too hard in the light bar, then it's over and it's gone. Are you helping with the social media management, Kinsey? Um, I help him out sometimes. <laughs> he does his own thing mostly. Are you the one holding the camera? I love the videos because <laughs> no. it's so real and raw. I usually like don't hold his videos. If he has a caption that's typed correctly, it's me. <laughs> that's about it. Or I take his pictures, but I don't hold his, do his videos ever, but he she usually- should. He, I, got, I got all kinds of always, ideas that she needs to be my chef. I'm going to need I need some videos of me at home eating and Chef Ken's. Yeah. Get her, get her in it. She don't, she just don't she don't like all the attention which I'm saying why don't you blow yourself up on Instagram because it's business. Mm -hmm. I, I don't need no social media for nothing except it's going to be it, it pays. That's you see that's I, I agree it's it's weird because being offline is like the new luxury but yet having attention where attention goes, money flows, right? So there's a reason why most people know that Matt Brown will whoop Conor McGregor's ass, but Conor McGregor's bank account's bigger because he got way more attention. So still love you, Matt. I think you still got <laughs> room to make more money than Conor. And I hope you guys fight and I hope you knock him the fuck out. Well, let's get that not go in. that far. But anyway. Fuck it, you're talking a billionaire, man. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, let's just be real. But no, I always... Matt Brown's just a straightforward, humble guy, but it doesn't get you, you know, he's earned his paychecks. He's got fucking fights of the night. I've seen this man almost die so many times. He should be getting paid a lot more. He needs to grab the mic and say, fuck you, Dana. <laughs> so how did this uh, opportunity come for the celebrity match? Did you just go out there and say? Uh, no, I'm good friends with Celebrity Boxing. Uh, Damon Feldman has been running that for years. And uh, I've always wanted to, I've always been fascinated by boxing. Mike Tyson is, is my guy, man. I wanted to, I, I wanted to be, I wanted what he had as far as being called the world's most dangerous man, the baddest man in the planet. We're similar age, but I knew, you know, I could whoop him any day of the week. I, I whoop Mike Tyson, but I wanted what he had, the respect, and the respect he still gets, but uh, he's still amazing. And then he came out of retirement here recently, and fuck, man, he I, he, he could have, I think he could have dropped old Roy Jones if he really wanted to. I think they agreed not to. I have no idea, but uh, Tyson, and then, I, then I, uh, I read about, he said back in the day, he would get up every morning, run two miles, and then he said he would walk 10. And I couldn't believe that. This is before I started walking. I So walking so boring, so takes so long, this and that. But then uh, when I read that, I started doing it. And now there's days where I put in 15-mile walks, man. It's just so, so peace. It's so good. Your whole body gets the workout. I just didn't think it would be a good workout. But it's to me, it's like one of the best workouts there really is. Yeah, coming off my Achilles tear, the, the grandma's at the mall. You might be too young for, how old are you? 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. You might remember then. The grandma's walking around at the mall in the morning. Yeah. Yo, they were onto something. 
because <laughs> I've been trying to get my steps in for my Achilles. Wait, no, explain that to me. What's that all about? He doesn't know what you're talking about. He's like, I might be there. There was like a morning workout group and I think they would do like laps at the mall. Oh no, that's money. They're way ahead of us. Yeah, It's just uh, putting the reps in. That's that's essentially what I'm getting at, right? Coming from this Achilles tear, there's not much I can yeah. really do quite yet. Low, in, low impact, low impact, fucking big reward, man. So that's what I, that's what I needed after 12 years. 12 years, I did nothing, man. I, I, I didn't have no shoulders. I didn't have nothing. My, my, my knees ached, my ankles ached, and I just thought that's the way it was supposed to be. But it, it, it all came back with the low impact. So I'm, I'm walking backwards. I'm walking on hills, but I'm walking them sideways to get the ligaments to have to grab on. So I, I got all my ligaments back. I did it. I actually think I did it brilliantly. And mm -hmm. Matt Brown even agrees, man, because I'm all about all in. Let's go hard, hard, hard. But I didn't teach my, I didn't treat myself like that because mm -hmm. I eased into this shit for the last seven months, man. But uh, I feel amazing. So Mike Tyson, did he inspire you, kind of spark? Like, I can... I can I can come fight. Did that kind of spark you initially, or were you? No, already... I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I always knew I could do it again. I, I walked yeah. away, and and I, I, the only way I could walk away is by just totally walking away. It was crazy, but I can't just fucking train a little bit. You know, I mean, I could have, but I mentally I couldn't do it. Plus, I'm I'm drinking again now, and I just decided I'm I'm just gonna fucking walk away with my hip being so bad. Uh, and I just, I, I turned into just a, a average fucking 280 pound. I wasn't fat except in my belly. Just I had the, the beer belly thing is real because the rest of my body wasn't fat. It was actually skinny. Mm -hmm. Everything was skinny, but uh, I had 80 pounds in that belly. So uh, um, what was we talking about? I forgot what <laughs> we was talking about. Just getting inspired by Mike Tyson. Oh, but, yeah, but Mike Tyson. So, talk about your... Uh, Go ahead. No, no, I forget. Talk about when was that moment when you had to get sober? When was that moment? Share share what that process oh, was well, like. I, I've been staying in an extended stay hotel. The worst extended uh, Wood Wood Spring Suites right there on uh, Hilliard Rome Road. No. Mm -hmm. Hilliard Rome Road. It was right down there in, in the worst part of fucking town you could ever imagine. I, I finally left the girl. And and I had a I had a I stayed with the girl because I had a five year old daughter, and I wasn't going to leave her until this girl could fucking talk to me. You know what I mean? So, anyways, I finally left, and I went in some something brought me to this. I knew it was going to be a while, so I, but it was the worst, most disgusting, perfect place for me. Uh, not really, but the cops were the cops were flying around that hotel three, four days a week with the spotlight on the hotel. It was that bad. And I can't exaggerate how bad it was. Uh, it was disgusting, dirty, nasty, but I felt I, I fit right in as long as I checked in and I didn't have no rooms, no service in my room. I told them I don't need nothing and it adds up a year and a half. So imagine, imagine that room in a year and a half. Uh, and you knew, uh, and did did you know, Kenzie, that he's in a extended, like, you knew he was going through this? Yeah, so he left this really bad relationship, which I was happy about, and I was happy he was out of there. I was in college, and I w it stressed me out where he was living, but I just, I didn't know what to do. It was like, 
They weren't it, getting through to me. I convinced, it really I, I weighed convinced on me. myself this place is perfect. We begged him. It really I weighed on me. I convinced myself that I'm, I've, I'm happy. I have a lot of friends around here, and I don't need nothing except my booze. As long as I got my booze. So I did what I had to do to survive, pay the rent, get my booze. and but I, I could have been doing a lot of things, but I, I gave up. And yeah, he I was, thought this was life after fighting. The woman destroyed me, but I'm laying in there. And I would go to the Matt Brown's gym. But that's about all I would do. I got to go to the bathroom. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so you, you're at Ohio University. Yeah. You are a college kid mm-hmm. having some fun at OU. Yeah. Number one party school in the country. Uh, <laughs> at least, I don't know if it is now, but you're trying to be a, a college kid, right? Yeah. And now you're like, man, am I parent to my dad like yeah Yeah, it definitely go to you have all these obligations and pressure but yeah shed some light on that if you don't mind so definitely felt like that and I was about the only person in my dad's life at this time my sister and him had a strained relationship we didn't really talk to any of his family he was just in like the deepest darkest depression and at times it felt like oh my gosh this is all on me like I don't I don't even know what to do anymore and he just gave up and I was like there's nothing for me to do. I'm trying to get my degree. It was actually my senior year. And these last like two weeks, it was right before me and my sister were going to graduate. I knew something was like really bad. Like I actually was waiting for a call. Like, oh my God, I'm going to wake up. They're going to tell me my dad's dead. Like I knew it was getting really bad. And then one day my mom called and she was like, are you with Morgan? I was like, yeah. And she was like, all right, can you guys like go sit down somewhere? And I was like, oh no, what happened to dad? And they were like, we found him in his hotel. It was really, really bad. Like probably one more day. I don't know if he would have made it. He just stopped eating any food, drinking any water. He just drank alcohol, stopped taking any of his medication because he had a heart attack prior. And they got him to the hospital. And he was in the hospital, I think, for two weeks. And I just, I felt like so much relief because I just gave up. I was like, I don't know what to do. There's nothing I can do. And then when he went to rehab, it all got like just so much better for me. I've never felt like just a weight off my shoulders like that before. He's over here playing. Get off your phone, dad. Playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what What would you say to somebody that, one, one thing I love about your social media post is you always mention sober is cool. So if someone's watching this or listening to this and they're going down the path of any type of substance abuse, but specifically alcohol, what's something that would, you know, pierce through and, and help them? Listen, uh, this disease, it never quits. Um, I'm at the hotel and, uh, you know, like I said, I, I convinced myself that just going to be here for a few, I never said a few weeks. I just said, I'm going to stay here for a couple of years. I was crazy like that, but I just said, I mean, we'll move on. We'll move up and move on when the time's right. But um, you get blinded. I was in there. Everybody isolates themselves. Nobody even, nobody knew I was, some people knew I was staying there, but they couldn't come over because they needed the key to get in. I kept it that way. I isolated myself from everybody. I would go to the gym, and uh, that was the only. And then I would hang out with Kenzie and Morgan. We would we would do things still, but there was drinking involved. And uh, 
I thought I had it all in check, you know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm counting my beers. I'm trying to keep it to a certain number every day. I knew I had a problem. I knew I was not in denial. I knew I was a, a I needed help. I knew I was an alcoholic, but I wasn't ready. And then uh, until you're ready, nobody can get you to do it. But I would have never been ready. I would have just died for sure. But, uh. Uh, my best friend, Wes Sims, you know, if anybody was going to get the job done, it was him. Six foot ten, fought in the UFC. Um, he, he always, he stayed with me through the, through the, the horrible down times. You lose, you cut off your friends, really. So I chose to keep him on. And uh, there was a reason and uh, he showed up at my door at the hotel, knocked on the door. So somehow he got in and got up there. He could have did this before, but I kept telling everybody I'm doing great. Well, he walked in and, and uh, you know, I wasn't much of a cleaner. I didn't clean at all. So there was thousands, thousands and thousands of beer cans everywhere. Vodka, other booze, empty, except in the fridge. I had enough in the fridge to keep going. But, uh, you know, he asked me if I'm trying to kill myself. I said, no, I just don't care, though, you know. He cleaned up the room, probably 10, 12, 15 bags, giant bags of fucking trash as I laid on the bed. I was pretty rough. You know, I, I had started picking it up. It's like somebody knew. I was doing okay. But then I really started picking it up the last, the, the last couple of weeks there. That's what I just said. The last two weeks, something really changed. I, did, I did, just didn't count. I wanted to get fucked up. I used to control it for a long, long time. Uh, you thought you're controlling it, but you're not. You're controlling it a little bit to not die. But, uh, yeah, I would say pretty close. To the end. But, uh, you know, he, he, um, West, he convinced me to check into the hospital. And the only reason I did that is because I knew they would give me drugs in there, painkillers and stuff. I'd be fine. I wanted to get off the booze, so I knew I could change one out for the other, get in there and get the painkillers, and it, it, it'll keep me from, uh, the horrible withdrawals of, uh, the alcohol. But I just laid in that bed for a week. I asked him, you know, uh, I didn't take a shower. I, uh, I was just disgusting. And uh, I asked him if I could stay another day. You know, what the heck? I stayed another day. Then Wes finally, he kept coming back and watching me every day. Just lay there. And, uh. You know, finally, he, we, we, we checked out, and I said, well, yeah, take me to my parents. I want to see my mom and dad. We did. But he said, we, we he said I got a rehab waiting for you. I wasn't going to do this. Not easy. You know, he's going to have to. I made up a bunch of it. I said, no, no, not today. Tomorrow. I just want to stay here tonight. No, no, no. And he insisted. And, uh. I checked in. 
and it's a blur. Hospital was a blur. And then the first two, three weeks in the rehab, I remember it. But it's amazing how blurry my brain was. And then uh, going to meetings every day, making my bed, wake up, make my bed every morning. You got all these rules. Take away the phone. I bitched and complained. They told me I could have my phone. That's why I decided I'd go in there. But then they they didn't give me my phone. And uh, it was a problem. But within a couple weeks, because I had all this stuff I had to do, but really, I hadn't done shit for the last 10 years. What do I have to do? You know, it'll wait. Everything will wait. Everybody will be there. And if they're not there, they weren't supposed to be anyway. So I uh, about three weeks in, you know, I started to just really... I couldn't pay attention to the classes and learning about alcoholism. I was like a kid back in high school and grade school where I did not like the teachers or I just could not pay attention. But then uh, they put me on an antidepressant, a low-dose medication, and that kind of was a big turning point because it kicked in. I felt like I was on drugs again for, for a little while. I was so out of it for a couple of days, but then it just settled in. And all of a sudden, I'm in there paying attention to everything these uh, therapists are talking about. And I'm, I'm basically, uh, the kids that are causing problems in there, I'm telling them to shut up. You know, and uh, it was the greatest choice I ever made. And uh, it's the only way. I mean, anybody listening to this, I mean, you know, you all know. You're sitting there about ready to open the next one. And then the thousands that come behind it. It'll never end. This disease never quits. Jail, institutes, and then death. That's the only thing that happens with this. Unless, unless you give it a chance. You have to quit today. You have to check into rehab and let some people teach you how to live life sober. You have to change everything about yourself. It's not as hard as it sounds. It's not as hard as it sounds. It is hard. But it can be done. You need to learn. Work the 12 steps. You got to admit that you're powerless over alcohol and drugs. Give it a chance. Even if you do give it a chance, there's only 5% of the people that check into rehab that make it. I'm one of the 5%. I'm proud of that. So, get help. Reach out to me. I'll get you in a rehab. I'll get anybody in a rehab that needs it. You just have to be willing to go give it a try. If it ain't for you, then go back and do what you're doing now. Think about it. It's horrible. And it's the only way it goes because the disease never quits. The disease and the devil never quit. It gets better. I'm two years, four months sober. They kept telling you it's going to get better every day. It gets easier and better. They weren't lying. It gets better every day. It gets easier. But, hey, 
it's the toughest fight of my life. You know, every day I think about it, but no, I have the skills to change that thought so it doesn't become an action. Change that thought into just a thought and get rid of it. Get back and move forward. And that's all I do. I don't ever stop moving forward now. You can do it. You can do it. I mean, surrender. Yeah, that's powerful because your entire life has been a fight, fighting to be the best wrestler, fighting to be the best fighter. And uh, shout out to your friend, Wes. Wes Sims, the whole show. What a great friend. I mean, shit, if there's anything I've learned is... You just need one really good friend. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need a bunch. You need one or two good ones. That's it. Life is good. I've never been happier. I've never been more at peace. I have no anger. Except Kenzie will get me pissed once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> we used to scrap all the time. It was crazy. We had some we, crazy. We still now fight. Her, now her and Morgan fight all the time. It's crazy. Just, for, you know, nothing physical anymore. Just talking smack. Yeah. What's uh what's Morgan like? Is she in college? Is she in a career? Uh she's a nurse. Okay. Yeah. She graduated from OU the same time I did. Okay. She's one year younger than me. Were you guys there together at OU? Yeah, we oh, lived okay. together. Oh wow. So I you... just uh I just got her a job. Um I'm, I'm, I've been going to a hyperbaric therapy of Dublin. Hyperbaric therapy of Dublin, Ohio. Um it's advanced medicine and uh they they've been working with me, sponsoring me. I've been going in there. I've been I've been getting hyperbaric chamber therapy three times a week. That's where I get my energies from. This place, hyperbaric. Uh, they just gave me stem cells, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. We're waiting. I'm waiting for them to kick in. It's called EBU. EBU. They take the blood out of one arm, put it through a machine. The machine does its thing, and they put it back in. It takes all the, anti I know it takes the anti-inflammatory stuff out, the toxins out, but the anti-inflammatory stuff is what I'm talking about because when I went in there, to, before I had this, my knees were achy and I couldn't, I couldn't squat all the way down that day. On that particular day, my knees were hurting. And I sat there for this hour session. They took 900 milliliters of nasty blood that they threw away because it was, they, they took the blood out, but 900 milliliters was nasty. And they put the clean blood back in. And uh, uh, I got up, and when I squatted down to, 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 to feel my knees, the pain was gone. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Ibu. Um, here in uh, Columbus? Here in Columbus. That's where Morgan works. That was yeah, the well, point of that. <laughs> yeah, I just, got, uh, I just got Morgan a job at this. She, okay. was, she was in the, I, I feel sorry for these nurses. Um, the real nurses, it's, it's to me, it'd be the, I, I I would not want to go to work. You know, I mean, you got six, eight people that you're watching, and they're miserable. They're not grateful. They're they're pissed off, frustrated. And but I got her in this hyperbaric therapy place. It's completely different. So mellow, so laid back, yeah. so relaxed. She's in there, but and all the other nurses treat me nice except her. <laughs> he causes problems in there. Keep him. <laughs> like everywhere he goes. <laughs> Makes his own rules for everything. Keep him in the chamber. <laughs> Keep him in there. What, what, uh, so for everyone that can't, you know, go to the UFC or, uh, you know, they, they may not have money to 
do sauna, cold plunge, yeah. uh, hyperbolic chamber, however you said. I always always mess it up. Hyperbaric chamber. Hyperbaric. There we go. Oxygen, man. An hour and a half, you're in this this tunnel bed type deal, and they're squirting oxygen in you, high doses of oxygen in you for an hour and a half, and and disease can't live in an oxygenated body. So it's it's advanced. It's you know they're they're. The, the government doesn't really love these places because they're curing people of some, uh, all the people that I see in there, they have a lot of things going wrong with them. And, and it, it's so beautiful to watch. I'm in there getting healthier. You missed the question, by the way. What? What would you say to people that don't have all these things that want to be great though? Because right? yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the real hospital, in my opinion, right? Is going. No, to you places. you don't need right. anything. You, you, the the closest gym is right out the front door here, man. You can walk out there. You don't need a freaking gym. You don't need all the equipment. You don't need nothing. You can. I train without gyms all the time. Walking. I got egg weights that I put in my hands. Uh, three pound egg weights that I I carry around in my hands all the time. I shadow box with it. Advanced walking, man. Uh, advanced walking, running, walking. Walking backwards, walking sideways, uh, uh, shadow boxing while you're walking. That's 90% of the work right there. Yeah, you can afford a, a $150 monthly gym fee, and then they'll teach you how to fight. Yeah. I mean, nobody can't afford this. I mean. Are you eating Are you eating raw liver every day with them? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. What's, what's the diet like in the household? Um, uh, Cheetos, Oreos? No, we have our own diets. I don't know what. He I fast. fasts. I fast every day 20... 22, 24 hours a day. And then I eat one big meal. I eat for like a three hour window and I'm on liver King. Uh, liver King's my, my main sponsor. I, I, I take his, uh, his protein is nose to tail. It's every bit of the animal in, 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 the, in the protein. That stuff is powerful. Then, uh, his liver King bars are to die for. They got creatine in them. So I'm only allowed to take five a day, but literally you <laughs> I'm starving all the time. You know, I can't wait to eat right now. I'm so excited, but I'm going to wait as long as I can to eat. But uh, these Liver King bars are, are delicious, packed with everything you need in them. And I take six different uh, six different pills from him. Basically, it's food, liver, uh, bone marrow, testicles. Heart. Heart. Brain. Brain, lungs, it's all in these motherfuckers. And that's, that's your best supplements right there. I do that because I don't have a chef. Who's bringing me all that raw? Liver King eats that shit raw, and he loves it. He loves it. I I can't wait. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going with him now. I'm going out to visit him. Hopefully here and soon for a couple weeks, and I will eat everything he puts in front of me, man. I will feel like a million bucks. But if you can't do that, you take the supplements. Now these supplements are expensive, though. So you're right. What are you gonna do? Hey, man. There's no excuses. There's a gym right out your front door. Get moving. Uh, set your goals. Set your goals high. If you want to be a fighter, you want to do some jujitsu, you want to be a wrestler, do something. Play a sport. Play some damn sport. And, and don't just play it. Try to be the best. Be the best, which means lots and lots of working out during the off time. You know what I mean? Before school, after school, during school. Liver King looks like he could be like your son. Have you heard that? <laughs> they kind of look alike, don't they? A little don't know. bit? Maybe. They no. both have that reddish skin tone. I get that. They got these things called muscles. Yeah, yeah. He's only fucking. He's, he's only like five seven, five eight. What are you trying to say here, bro? Come on. I'm just saying he can't, he's not my brother. <laughs> my he brother. said son. My son's gonna be six foot. Who's your son? 
Your dog? When he comes. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's pretty damn big. Is he small? He's 5'7". Oh. Yeah, Liver King? King's real short. Wow. Okay. There's yeah, still a yeah. chance for me. What a... How did you guys connect? Did you find them online? Just Instagram, man. I, I love social media. I reach out to people on Instagram. And I got that check mark and respect. I reach out to all these pages and say, I love your page. And they're like, you want some? Well, fuck yeah. Send me some of that. I get, they send me, fuck, they send me, like, like I, I reach out to all the, like, the beef page. I mean, they'll send me some ribs and shit, you know, chicken, whatever. Do you go to some uh, local farms here in central Ohio? For some meat? Well, I only eat once a day, and I and and, and fifty sixty percent of it is supplements. So that, that's fifty percent of, of my intake. And then uh, I go to B Dubs because they cook in tallow tallow oil, very high quality. Wait, B Dubs is B Dubs is high quality food, bro. Nobody knows that they cook in uh, beef tallow. Beef tallow. So I I get the fucking I get a couple burgers and I get the wings. That's carnivore all the way. He literally eats at B Dubs probably five days a week. I'm not uh, kidding. That, or Jeff Ruby Street, sometimes. Whatever. Yeah, about Ruby's. once a week. He's at my Jeff Ruby's. My favorite thing to do is go out to eat with my daughter. I mean, that's Jeff Ruby's is the spot. Man. Yeah. I mean, I, I go there about once a month. It's just me, me and my daughters go there. It's amazing. Yeah, I think. Um, but, but nobody knows that about uh, B-dubs. They were they lying to you, though? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I find out they're lying. I'm going to sue them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm in there eating away. And, I, you know, I. I just seed oils out the ass. You take away the carbs and it, it's brutal. But I'll go in there and I'll get the fries because they're cooked in tallow. So really, it's just a potato. And it, if you earn your carbs, Liver King says, if you earn the fucking things, you can have a few of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to be perfect. <laughs> Talk about that as far as being perfect. Do you think that's been something that you've you've had a battle? Was it like your your parents that put a lot of pressure on you? Like, how did you become a champion? Oh, like, man, just got crawled out my mama's chute, and I said, I'm going to be the best in the fucking world, man, right there. That doctor held me up and spanked me on the ass. I said, I'm going to beat your ass when I get older, <laughs> buddy. No, I just had it, man. I did. I was super shy, and I didn't want nobody. You had your cousins that were bigger. They could fucking pick on you, this and that. I, I said, no, I ain't having this. I'm going to be the biggest bad man there is. I want to be I want to be a Olympic champion and a national football player and a major league baseball player. I played all three sports to, to death. But uh, more important than that to me was I wanted to be the best man on the planet. Mike Tyson, he got that title, but he wasn't. You know I mean, he, he's the baddest boxer on the planet. I love and respect his boxing. And if he wanted to switch to MMA, I bet within six months he would be one of, one of the top fucking, he'd be the top guys in the UFC if he just learned how to fucking sprawl, this and that, keep it on the feet. Because that guy, yeah, he hit you in the arm, it's going to hurt. What do you think about uh, guys like me that are coming into boxing and making it all cute on YouTube? AKA Jake Paul. Love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about it. Jake Paul's. Who do, you, who do you got? Jake Paul or Nate Diaz? Uh, you know, torn, but I'm going with Jake. You are? He's wow. so big. He's, he's on the juice. Oh. He's fucking. On he, the juice? Fuck yeah, he's on the juice. Oh, he ain't on the juice. Jake Paul? Yeah. Look how big and ripped he is, bro. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyways, and he's been doing this shit for six years, straight punching. Uh, yeah. I don't think the it was know. Tyrone Woodley getting knocked the fuck out where I was like, oh yeah, Jake Paul might might have something here. It's hard, man. But 
Yeah, I better be a good. It's gonna be good, man. I, I, I was hoping to become. Uh, glad I didn't because of what happened. But uh, I know. Uh, I, I I know uh, Nate Diaz's security team. I asked them to bring me on. I want to be part of their security team. And uh, awesome shit went down. You see that? I think Jake's crew beat the shit out of his crew, right? Well, they sent one dude to the hospital. Yeah, they had a bunch of big dudes, man. You yeah. think that was? Uh... I'd have been on Nate's side. It, it probably would have got ugly. Yeah, you you think you would have beat Jake's side? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not all about causing a big problem, but I would have made sure I didn't get hurt and made sure they stayed away from my guy. But if some other security guy got beat up, get the fuck up and move, dude. They, you're, you're, I'm protecting Nate Diaz, and, and you know, but the other guy stuck his chin. Suck his chin out in front of too many big dudes, man. You got to know how far forward you can come. Who's the top five best UFC fighters of all time? Jones, Johnny Bones Jones, St. Pierre, Khabib. A bunch of people falling after that. Silva? Yeah, I don't, for some reason, I don't throw him in there because I never, I didn't watch his when he was so hot and so good. I didn't watch him enough. I watched him get beat over in Japan. I can't get that out of my head. Uh, he was young. He got beat by uh, uh, a Japanese guy over there. He might even have been a fix. Some crazy heel, heel hook fucking freaky move. But I, I remember that. But I didn't watch him when he was in his prime. And I seen him get beat too many times. You know what I mean? Khabib. Fedor. I throw Fedor in there. I forgot about Fedor. You were just mm -hmm. there at the... Uh... Khabib, yeah. Khabib's way up there. Fedor. Jones. St. Pierre. It's four. Figure out my fifth spot. Who's your top five? I only Mark got Coleman. One. Mark Coleman. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you do. Oh. She knows that she follows the sport a yeah. lot. Do you like watching fighting? Yeah, I watch like every UFC yeah. with him. Yeah. I love going to him too. It's yeah. so fun. Dana White still hooks me up, man. He gives awesome. me tickets. Where are you going? <laughs> Sit down. Got to pee, man. He's staying hydrated. Yeah. We got like 10 more minutes too, if that's cool. Get you guys out of here on yeah. time. You got to catch okay. a flight, right? I do. He doesn't. Where are you guys going? I'm just going to Pennsylvania with oh, my nice. sister and my mom. Okay. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah how was the, uh, how are the UFC fights? Oh I like gosh. watching them from my couch. If I've never gone. If you've never been to a UFC fight and seen it in person, you have to. It's like the best experience you could ever have. It's so fun. Especially because we get like front row. So it's like crazy. Get the VIP service. Yeah, it's hang so out cool. With, uh, it's Dana so White. different. We don't hang out with Dana White. We're not that level, but <laughs> it's like so different than seeing it on TV. It's just crazy. You can like hear everything. It's really cool. What was it like going? Were you with them at the Fedor's last last fight? I think I saw all of them come out to the Octagon. That was yeah, super we, cool. Me and my sister were there. We watched that. That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Who's uh Who's your top five? Who do you got? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, my dad, obviously. I agree with actually everything he said. I was trying to think of a fifth spot. I like, I really like Volk, but I don't know if he could be top five because he's not like, he's still going, but. Dang. Yeah, that. He's one of my like current day favorites. You think he's pound for pound number one? Yeah, I'd put him up there. Yeah. What fight are you guys most excited for next? What about that John Jones? And yeah, I bet you he loves heavyweights. So he's yeah, really he's excited gonna, for Stipe and Jones. Uh, old Stipe's in a, in, a, in a pretty good position here. We talked about the GOATs. Um, 
think Stipe might have to be on that list if he if he well, wins. Well, he ain't right now, but if he beats Jones, yeah, he moves right into the goat list. And uh, uh, I I I have helped him train a few times, one of his camps, and I'm 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 hoping he, he brings me in this time a little bit because that would be so cool. I I, I know wrestling inside and out, but uh, uh, I think I think I'm way too intense with Stipe. Yeah, you're too intense for most people. Yeah, I get, I get, <laughs> I love it. I, I get fucking crazy in that gym, man. I turn into uh, the, uh, I turn into the old Mark. What about the Penn State kid? He's coming up quick. Oh, Nico, we'll see. I, I think he's the real deal, but uh, he'll, he'll be right in there, top five. But can he win it? There's only one champion, so we'll we'll see. I mean, he's got he's got the ability to win it, but will he get it done? I don't know. Izzy's one of my other goats. When when he just beat Potan, Potan's one of my favorite. Who? The Brazilian Alex Piera. Piera. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> what you call him? Potan's his nickname. Oh, Potan. I didn't know guy. that. I call him Potan. <laughs> you never pronounce anything right. Yeah, so I, I got my whole. I can never pronounce. He never name. pronounces anything right. My dad, my dad never could either. But uh, yeah, so I got the goats covered. But Steve can sneak right in there, man. I'm that's the fight I want to see yeah. so bad. But I'm also uh, I want to see old Machiv. Oh, Islam. He, he's we'll see how far he can go. He's potential goats. And Volk, right? Islam and Volk. They oh did. no, no, I forgot about Volk. Yes, he's a goat. Yeah, you think Volk's so? my favorite. I yeah. forgot all about him. No, he's fucking goat, man. He's only got one loss. He's playing with fucking the best in the world now. I, man, I wish that would have been one more round. Yeah. Was it? it was it Islam? Mm-hmm. He knocked down Islam. Yeah, that was crazy. He, you know, it was I, so close. Yeah, we watched that fight. It, it we thought us, Volk man. for sure had it. I thought Volk had it, man. You know, uh, I'm not a good judge, but uh, a lot of people thought he had it. it, it He's the GOAT, man. He moved up and he beat fucking the GOAT. It's- yeah, we got to see that rematch. I think that might, outside of John Jones and Stipe, I mean, these last cards yeah. and the upcoming cards are nuts. Yeah, it just keeps getting better. And this is what I visualized uh, back UFC 10. Yeah. I-, I remember I won three fights in one night. I'm walking out. And first thing I said is uh, I didn't, I just, I didn't just beat the baddest man on the planet. I, I knew there was more people out there better waiting, but I said that was pretty fucking cool. But I said the Russians are coming because that's who I always had to deal with in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, then I said, fuck, this is going to be the greatest sport in the world. I know it is because there's millions of people who are obsessed like me about this shit. And it is, you know, it's just, I figured it'd be this big, and I figured it's going to keep getting bigger because the whole world, in the NFL, you only got a few countries that play football. Every country fights, man. So this this is going to, in 20 years, everybody will know about UFC and MMA. What do you think will happen, though, if and or doesn't matter potentially? Like, my potential concern with the UFC is the pay that's came up multiple times, right? Fighters getting paid, what they deserve, um, but the the negative health consequences. Do you think that those two things will slow the UFC down? Are you no. thinking about how everyone thinks you have CTE? <laughs> Put your phone down, Dad. I got to send a fucking message. <laughs> what the heck? 
I can't say shit to him. Jerry? Look, man, every sport's <laughs> got fucking injuries and, and, and potentially, you know, future problems. It's just part of the trade, man. We... I go into it knowing that's potentially right. This celebrity boxing thing come up. I know very well it could go real ugly, real bad. I could get knocked out. Worst case scenario, I die. I accept that. Next case scenario is I get knocked out and I, I get up. And if I get up and I'm fine, I, who cares? That's what, I, that's what I accept. It won't be my last fight because if I win, I will fight again. If I lose, I'm not going out like that. I picked a, I picked a hell of a tough fucking opponent for the first fight. You know, pretty crazy, but a uh, uh, lot of potential good things can happen here. You know what I mean? How, how many rounds? One minute rounds? I, I don't know e much e about either that. three or. Five one-minute rounds, and and I'm going to be dirty boxing, man. I'm going to be MMA boxing. I'm going to fucking throw my jab and follow it right in with my whole fucking body, and I'm going to knock this guy into the ropes, and he's going to probably fall over almost. I don't see anything illegal about that. If it is, give me a warning, but oh, the round's up. I just won. Okay. What round? What round are you putting him out? I'm not dropping this guy. I can't drop this guy. He's fucking... Uh, I, I might get lucky and, and land, but this motherfucker, is, he's going to be terrified of me, man. He's going to be running. It ain't easy hitting a, a fast motherfucker. You box, right? A bag. You think I should be able to hit this guy? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, guess you ain't seen, I guess you ain't seen these guys move before. If he stands in there and trades with me, yeah, but I, I predict the guy's going to run. And if he runs, it's one minute. <laughs> the fuck it's gonna be over ding ding no i i ain't predicting no fucking knockout you tag him in like every fucking post dude do you guys talk to each other are you texting him right now no. do, you, do you guys no he you know no no we, we we talked one or two times but uh i i don't know nothing about him uh does it feel different than the ufc days and yeah, yeah i'm definitely promoting the fuck out of this like i should have back then yeah back then i should have talked people out but I don't want to get this guy too worried, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he he likes to say, everybody relax. It's a celebrity boxing match. Okay, well, it, it leads me to believe he wants to come in there and have fun for a minute. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding, 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 get paid, go home. You know what I mean? But I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> fucking boxing. That's all I know. <laughs> I fucking like hitting people. I love hitting people. It's so fun. I can't believe it. What influencer should I box? Or which who? He doesn't know, know any influencers. Know. He doesn't know any names of anyone. No, I don't know that shit. <laughs> I, I, I'd get too into it. You know I mean, I, I mean, I got my own stuff that I follow, but I ain't got time. Who should I take, Ken's? I don't know. Andrew Tate? Oh, Andrew I know Tate. Tate. He'd probably take my fucking I know head off. about Andrew Tate. <laughs> Oh, he's fake. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I'm sure he can box, but he he ain't no, he's claiming to be this champ, this champ, but no, he ain't no champ. Somebody, a lot of people calling him out. He won't do it. Different world. Well, hey, that's all we got. I don't want to keep you guys wrapping up right on the dot. Mark, Kenzie, appreciate you all guys right, making bro. this happen. Thank cool. you. Get you guys back on again soon. We'll have all your details, information all below. Right, good, good luck with yeah. everything here, man. Keep kicking Thank ass. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate it.